Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Morning Hookup on ESPN Lincoln. Yes, sir. Lincoln, Nebraska. Happy Hump Day. Uh, welcome in the morning, Huck Out. Bill Hucks, Will Wilson. Back, middle of the week, baby. A little chilly out there today, but we're back. We're halfway home. Halfway home until, by the way, we are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Three days away. Three and a half, we'll call it. Okay, Will? Three and a half from you and I being a tavern on the square on Saturday for the morning hookup happy hour. Oh, yeah. My goodness. We're almost there, man. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. It's uh, Bundle up, too, because it's going to be chilly. Is it going to be chilly? If you, if you have to be outside, because I'm, I'm hoping we pack this place. I mean, yeah, look, I mean. The weather's coming. It's cold out there today. It's going to be windy today. Like, there's a cold front coming through. If you look ahead, fast forward. Woo. Saturday. Eh. 30 for the high. 12 that night. Calm wind, so. We'll be fine. So bundle up. If you're inside, you'll be inside. If not, you might need a coat. Go outside. Hang off a little bit. 6 o'clock is when it starts. 6 o'clock. Will and I would be on there earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, not, you know, 8, eight o'clock is, is what we say it's going to end at. But, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be sticking, sticking around for a while. Well, yeah. So Come down. Hang out with us. Say hi. Have an adult beverage. Uh, because also Nebraska hoops will be on. They played seven. Uh, yeah, I think you're it's right. Yeah, seven. seven o'clock. It's at seven o'clock. We'll have that on. Also, if you're, um, we're into that season now. We're into the season now where there's, you know, there's no bowl games yet. Yeah, the bowl season upon us in about eh, a couple of days. They're a couple of days away, but we're picking bowl games today. By we the are way. picking bowl yeah. games. We're going to do that in the second hour, but. On Saturday as well. This is fun, man. Sports. You got three NFL games on Saturday. Yeah, I didn't know this. Um, well, you better be ready because I hope you have nothing to do. Because at noon on Saturday, your Vikings play the Colts. Live from Minnesota. You'll also have a big matchup. A, 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 you know, a divisional one. Ravens, Browns. And then the nightcap is a really good game. It'll probably be on one of the TVs down at Tavern. But how about Miami-Buffalo in Buffalo? Wow. Wow, I didn't know they were doing that. Yeah. I mean, this Saturday. Tomorrow, I like the Thursday night game this week, too. How about Niners-Seahawks? They're doing games on next Saturday, too, right? Is that... Let me look. Let me look. I mean, don't they don't they do games on Christmas Eve? It's, it's... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next Saturday. Next Christmas Eve. Well, there's like seven games. Shut up. One, 
Two, seven games, three, Hooks? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Sorry, 11. I apologize. On Christmas Eve? The 24th is Christmas Eve, right? They start at noon. There's like, there's a ton of them at noon. There what? are at noon on Christmas Eve. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games at noon on Christmas Eve. Wow. And then you'll have two games starting around 3, 325, and then you have the nightcap. So then do you have any games on Sunday then? Yep. Yep, there's three. Three, really? three teams play on Christmas Day. Wow. Packers, Dolphins, Rams, Broncos, Bucks, Cardinals. Yeah. I feel bad for the NBA because nobody is going to be watching the NBA on Christmas. I don't think so. NFL is going to own that, where typically the NBA owns that. Well, and I, I, if it was up to me, I'd be watching NFL. But it's, I mean, the yeah. Christmas Day NBA games used to be actually pretty good. They did. Kind of I don't even know who justice. plays on the NBA for Christmas this year. I haven't even looked. I, I haven't know. either. It's the same team. I apologize. I just not have gotten to that level yet. It's really hard uh, for me because yeah, football. Well, you don't football even, is rolling. You don't even have to look. I mean, it's the same teams every year: Lakers, Warriors, Bucks. Here's what you get: throw you get the four games. You get five games. Holy slate of games between oh, the yeah. You got 76ers, Knicks, Lakers, Ma- Mavericks, Bucks, Celtics. Grizzlies, Warriors, and the nightcap ends up being the Suns and the Nuggets. That's Suns what you have for good. There's a lot of sports. A lot of sports. So uh, we'll have a lot of fun today. Um, Robin Washer here momentarily will come join us on on the show in the morning hookup. Trev Albert spoke yesterday. See what he had to say. Kind of go through it, the 100th year conversation. What's trending at 10? And then we're going to pick bowl games. We're going to go through and we're going to go bowling on the morning hookup. We're going to make our picks every bowl game. We're just going to do it on one game. Against the spread. Right? One run against the spread. And what are we betting here? What are we? Beverages. Beverages? Yeah. When do they start? They start on Friday. We'll, maybe we'll put Dane on this one. We'll have a long list for Dane. NFL and bowl for Dane. Okay. How about that? All right. Get him involved. He's a doctor. He, he is, can afford a beverage. He is a doctor. Really good that, one, that, too. That part is true. Really good one, too. Really good one too. All right, let me get. Let Let's me get, get Robin Wash it. It is coming up. Also, if you here. have anything, you have questions for Robin or anything off the show, tweet at us at ESPN Hooks. Yeah, at Willie on the radio. You can dial that number four zero two four six six three seven seven six four two four six six ESPN. And then you know, if you get a little time today, clear your calendar on Saturday. Calendar on the square. Holiday happy hour, morning hookup. Six to eight. Let's see if score. Robin's going to be there. Yeah, Robin will be there. If he's not busy, what's Saturday? He might be in Kansas City. Oh, good point. He's going to be in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, good point. But I know if he wasn't busy, he would be there. Hello. Robin Washit. you know how this works. You're on the morning hookup. Hello. What's up? I can't wait for one time that you just, you like punk us when you answer the phone one time and say something like crazy. Oh, yeah, just like come out of the gates cussing. What do you want? What the what the bleep do you yeah, want? Yeah. We had to hold that button. Yeah. <laughs> to Willie to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is off to a great start. Uh yeah, yeah, Robin. Hey, I'm gonna ask we, you we we used the bleep button within the first like thirty seconds of this interview. It was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I mean between you and Henry T, I don't know which one's gonna happen first, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get Henry T excited enough, man. I oh. don't know. It's my the wild gosh. card. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Talking about, talking about man, the guy that loves the Husker basketball program. I don't mm-hmm. know if you find one any more uh, than that gentleman. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have him as well. 
Uh, Robin, hey, I want to kick off a little bit. Obviously, uh, there was some sad news yesterday with uh, Coach Leach uh, passing away in an unfortunate, um, you know, situation. Um, but you, I mean, we all kind of grew up in that time, that air raid and his shenanigans on, you know, on the uh, with his interviews and stuff. Do you have any like memorable, like one of your favorite moments, like on air for him? Like, is it the wedding advice or is it the candy corn? I mean, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean the. Uh one that jumps out like when I immediately think of just funny Mike Leach stuff is back when he was at Texas Tech and he went on the local Lubbock news station and did the weather. Oh God, yes, <laughs> that's great. It's on YouTube. Uh, I would highly suggest watching it. It like, it's basically said, you know, it goes with this tangent about how like weathermen, like you don't need them. Like here's, here's what, here's what you do. You get up off your couch, you walk out your front door, you step outside, and you wave your hands in the air like this, and you get a feel if it's cold or not. There. Now you know what to wear today, and you're, you're preparing your day. So, <laughs> you know, and, but, like, you know, it's Mike Leach's delivery, so it's, like, ten times funnier than that. So, uh, But, you know, what's – I always think – I mean, his, obviously his funny rants and stuff like that were memorable, but and that guy revolutionized football mm-hmm. uh, with that offense. And you look at his coaching tree and, like, the amount of coaches that – um, went on to have very successful careers um, in their own head coaching right. Uh, you know, people groomed under Mike Leach, and he's the one that introduced uh, an entirely different style of passing game that uh, is now used by you know, everywhere around the country. So, um, you know, the guy was uh, obviously a charismatic, funny personality, but he was a heck of a football coach, and he won pretty much everywhere he went. And uh, like I said, you look at his coaching tree and his success as a head coach, that, uh, that's certainly just as impressive as uh, his funny one-liners and, uh, you know, classic rants that he's had over the years. I love the fact that I, um, when he would coach in his offense and then he was all, all, often sometimes um, said that he would try to run scores up. And I remember him just saying, look, man, in his voice, my job and my team is to score points on offense. Their job and their team is to stop us on defense. And he never mm-hmm. let off the gas. I used to love that because I thought that showed a lot like the coach that he was, that he was never going to bend or do anything that would not help support his kids. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Put the backups in and this, not, hey, we're not going to let you get better. Just don't score. Well, the 70 to 10 game down in Lubbock in 2000. Yep. Was that six? I believe four or six. I can't remember. Yeah, I think um, area. That's a perfect example of that. Where he he put it on Nebraska, and a lot of that, you know, Nebraska is needing to adapt to the new Big Twelve. That game was a big part of it, and Mike Leach's influence was a big part of that. To where you know they had to go and get Bo Pelini and uh, you know that style of of defense to to be able to adapt to. Uh, the way Mike Leach changed the way offense was played in the Big 12 Conference and then uh, the rest of college football. So, I mean, yeah, it, a lot of people didn't like that, um, you know, and I can see why when you're on the other sideline. That's uh, that's tough when they're still throwing the ball and you're up 60 points <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Uh, but that's who Mike Leach was, and he never varied from that. And um, so you might not have liked it, but you had to respect it because, like I said, what, what he did um, – it was not a was not an act. I mean, that, that's who he was, and uh, how he carried himself, and everything that he did on and off the field. 
We're talking to Robin Washit. Robin, going back to Saturday's game against Purdue. I was there. Hooks was there. I don't even know where to start, but I guess I, I should just say, you know, we heard Hoiberg say things about this team. You know, he said, this is a team that the fans, I think, will be able to get behind and, and root for. And I, I think we saw that on Saturday for sure. They've been seeing it all season for the most part, outside of a couple games to where in they're limited offensively. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of consistent shooters and go-to scoring options. Um, but what they do to make up for it is play with relentless effort defensively and um, they'll go all out on 50-50 balls and make the types of winning effort plays that um, Nebraska basketball hasn't made in a long time. So uh, that in itself, I mean, Nebraska fans don't ask for a lot. You know, they want a product they can be proud of. They want players that they can get behind. And they want guys to play with pride and to, you know, give give them something to cheer for. And that's what this group does. They have a bunch of likable players uh, that play hard every single night, give it their uh, absolute best effort. And uh, it's done pretty well for them to where, you know, it went and beat Creighton in Omaha for the first time in almost two decades. And you almost beat a team that is now currently the number one team in the nation. Um, probably should have beaten them had they made some shots down the stretch. So, um, you know, I, going into the year, I didn't expect much out of this group as far as wins, losses. I think I set the win total at like 10. Um, you know, right now they're one game ahead of my, uh, my projections going in. And I think the ceiling – could be a lot higher than 10 uh, if they continue to play like this, especially when you get into the Big Ten um, where you know, I think you, based off what we've seen so far, I think you evaluate how they match up with teams like Minnesota, Northwestern, uh, Penn State, um, you know, the, those types that uh, you know, normally Nebraska has been on the wrong side of those. I think they actually match up pretty well now because of the way that they've adapted their style of play and are playing more of a Big Ten style of basketball. Uh, you know, I think if they, if they bring that effort like they have the past few games, they're going to compete with anybody on their schedule the rest of the way. Yeah, I'm glad you said that in that game because a lot, a lot of that game is being made up about the uh, the phantom call at the end, but they had so many opportunities to win that game. Um, I mean, you and I talked about it. Obviously, you saw, was it the five offensive chances and one possession, I believe, the, mm-hmm. the front ends of free throws. Because the free throw stat will look way better, what, 7 of 10? But there was those very yep. big ones uh, that caused you another chance to get more points in that game. So, uh, But still, it comes down to this, and I think it's those missed opportunities. It's the scoring. It's where you get it from and where it's going to come from. Because in that game, I thought something that hasn't been talked about is that C.J. scored zero points in that game. Yeah, C.J. was 0 of 6, zero points. Sam Greasel was 2 for 14. So, I mean, two guys that are... Right up there is your primary scoring options would have combined two for twenty. I mean yeah. that's that's not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and Sam at least was coming off a real bad stomach bug that obviously forced him to miss that Indiana game. So if he's sick enough that he's missing a game at Indiana, uh, you know it was pretty bad. So he was still I'm sure feeling some of the effects of that. Um so hopefully with a week off to recover, uh he'll be, you know, back to full strength uh, come Saturday. So they, they need him. I mean, they, they need him to be much more efficient than that. Um, they need him to uh, be one of those primary scoring options. And I guess it's good that he took 14 shots, but, you know, he's he's got to take better shots. And he's got to be a lot more efficient. With CJ, inconsistency has been uh, kind of the defining term for him since he's been here, where 
you know, he'll go off for 22 against Indiana and then get blanked the next time out against Purdue to where, like, you really never know what you're going to get. He's a very streaky shooter that um, when he gets into a groove, uh, he he can light it up. But, uh, you know, for every one of those types of performances, you get uh, games where he can't buy a bucket. And you talk about those missed opportunities late. CJ missed a few of those, mm-hmm. um, you know, and where if he would have been, um, you know, his his – um, good shooting self, uh, those probably go in. Nebraska probably wins the game, but um, so that's that's been, been the issue. Where the only kind of known commodity you have as a scorer is Derek Walker, where you know he's going to bring it and he's going to score at a cons- uh, consistent and efficient rate. Uh, everybody else has been very streaky, and that's for a team that doesn't have a lot of scoring options to begin with. That inconsistency is uh, probably the biggest concern about how you view the rest of the season because I mean they just walk such a fine line to begin with, you can't have your best players and your top scorers uh, be so hot and cold like they have been so far. We're talking to Robin Washett. Robin, I wanted to ask you about Wilhelm Breidenbach. You know, the past few games haven't been great. The three-point isn't isn't quite falling for him. What what kind of needs to change with his play right now? Yeah, I mean, I think he's got to be a little more selective with how he shoots. Um, maybe turn that green light into a yellow to where like he's got to be wide open <laughs> to shoot it just because uh, it doesn't seem like he's shooting with much of any confidence right now. Um, and the thing is like, that's what they want him to do. Like if he can be a legitimate three point threat at that four position um, paired with Derek Walker, that makes Nebraska's offense really hard to defend because uh, it basically opens up the entire paint, but he's not shooting like that. And so, you know, the one thing, you're going to get out of Wilhelm is, you know, talk about max effort. Like, he's going to bust his butt up and down the mm-hmm. floor. He's going to die for loose balls. He's going to, he's going to help you rebound. Um, but his <laughs> lack of production offensively has been a problem um, to where that's why you're starting to see his minutes uh, really get reduced um, from where, you know, he was starting at the beginning of the year. Now, um, you know, he's seeing limited minutes off the bench. All of that is because of um, his poor play offensively. He's doing everything else well enough to remain a factor uh, in the rotation but you know i don't see him taking much of a leap forward as far as his his role in the rotation until those shots start to go in at a much higher rate and right now that doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon we're talking to robin watch at com. now robin coming up we got a big game coming up sorry i can't say that with a straight face can't um not that one the other one coming up afterwards i was thinking about queens real quick but we got k-state oh, coming yeah. up I'm just laughing about that. I have a hometown team that's coming to town, and uh, man, and it turns out they're pretty good. Yeah, they're not bad. It's they beat a, Marshall. Smart kids. Marshall's only loss of the season came to Queens. About Queens. They're nine and one. I know those people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Fair those, enough. I know those they, people. They I'll also scout on them. They're a little not to correct school. you, Robin, but Marshall. I was actually following this game last night. They did lose to UNC Greensboro, so they're nine and two now. Oh. Okay, nine two. Doesn't make that look so good anymore. Queens, take that. You can bring all your feather out of your cap. You can bring all your rowing championships all you want to Nebraska. (laughs) Man, are we gonna have a Queens hate week? Oh yeah, we are. (laughs) It's already started. Heck yeah. Apparently. Heck yeah. I didn't didn't realize there was this much animosity towards Queens University. Smart kids down there in downtown Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Keep it going. Yeah, they don't even live in on campus. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. It's, 
I had in myself thinking about that. But we got K-State coming up. You're going to be down there taking your talents down to the Sprint Center. Uh, kind of preview that one a little bit. It's going to be a big game for Nebraska. If they can, it'd be interesting, obviously, um, you could talk about K-State, and we know what Nebraska is going to try to do and, and what they're doing on the defensive end. But you come out of December, like I think a lot of people, you look at that December, like a lot of people might have said, oh, man, 0-4, oh but we're going to compete, right, in December. You come out of 2-2, two and two, you're going to be feeling pretty good about your program. Yeah, it's a huge game, um, just for that sense, and then also just to um, add another. I mean, that'll be a quad one win. Mm-hmm. And then you tell me, if you said Nebraska was going to have two quad one wins going into the new year, like <laughs> people would take that any any day of the week. And so, uh, as long as Creighton doesn't completely implode, that's going to hold up. Um, and so, uh, it's it's big for a lot of reasons for your resume, but more importantly, in my opinion, uh, just for the momentum. Uh, you know, this team has been playing so hard and uh, have been very close in a few of these games. You know, they, they got one against Creighton, but, you know, the Purdue lost. That, that was a stint. That one stung a little bit. Now you have the opportunity to, you know, like I said, go two and two and uh, go into the break, albeit after Queens, uh, feeling pretty good about yourself. And it's been a long time since Nebraska's had positivity and momentum uh, going into the meat of Big Ten play, and they have, they have a chance to get that. Um, to where you know, if they're sitting there at um, you know a few games above 500, um, going into that January 29th game against Iowa, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's setting yourself up to. You know, we talked about how you can potentially reevaluate how Nebraska matches up. You know, beating K State will certainly go a long way towards doing that. But mm-hmm. you know, if they fall flat and they'll get uh, like last year get blown out by a, a team that they should match up pretty well with, um, that's going to be really disappointing. So this is a really critical game, in my opinion. Like, probably the most important um, going into that four-game stretch, just because I thought it was the most winnable game for Nebraska. And if they can pair that with a win over Creighton and an overtime loss to the number one team in the nation in Purdue, I don't know. You can't really ask for that, that four-game run mm-hmm. to go – much better. Uh, so, yeah, a lot on the line for Nebraska. Um, K State's not going to be easy. You know, they're they're nine and one in their own right. Uh, they're led by uh, Keontae Johnson, Florida transfer, who's averaging you know seventeen and six, uh, shooting almost what sixty percent from the field. Uh, he's a load at that um, you know, small forward, power forward spot. But they play a, a really high pressure defense. Nebraska's seen that several times already this year and has had mixed mixed results against it. Uh, but <clears throat> Kansas State will turn you over. I think they rank ninth in defensive turnover um, percentage. So they're going to press. They're going to try to create a lot of turnover, score in transition. Uh, it's going to be a big challenge for Nebraska's guards. But I will say Nebraska has been much better handling the press since Derek Walker came back. Having him as that uh, mid-court release option um, has been pretty critical uh, just to take some of the pressure off Greasel and Bandamel and, and whatever guards are out there against that that, that pressure defense. So, um, you know, it's the same formula for Nebraska as always. You know, they got to find consistent offense. they got to be able to hit threes. they got to protect the basketball. Um, and they got to, you know, in, in their own right, continue to play really good defense without fouling. And if they can do that, they're going to have every opportunity. I think in Ken Palm right now, uh, Nebraska is only a two-point underdog right now against Kansas State, and so 
Um, it's all there on the table. And like I said, if they can find a way to win that, you're talking about a team that has played six quad one games already and won two of them. That's that's a pretty good start to potentially putting together a, a nice little resume. Yeah, we're talking to Robin Washington, kind of adding to that. And I only asked this because, you know, before the season, of course, there were people saying, you know, Fred, you know, this could be a make or break year for Fred. You know, obviously the past few years haven't been great. But what we've been seeing so far, is it safe to say that, he, you know, his job is safe right now? Trending that way. A lot of basketball to be played. Um, you know, I've seen extended losing streaks that can change the whole tenor of a season. But, you know, this, this team has given no reason to think that one of those is happening just because of the effort and they play with and the fact that they don't quit. There's been chances, there's been times, go back to the Indiana game where you know, it was 20 to 5, and it looked like one of those just laughers where Nebraska is going to get chased out of Bloomington um, before the final horn even sounded. And they came back and got that thing to within seven, you know, midway through the second half. Several times during the second half, it was a single digit game. So um, that's, that's a testament to this group that, you know, they're, they're limited in, in some ways, especially offensively, but, you know, they're, one thing they're not limited is fight. And if they can keep that up, uh, like I said, they're they're going to be able to compete with anyone left on their schedule. And if they do that, and they're playing a style of basketball that fans can get behind, that they're proud of, and that are willing to support, I, Trev Alberts doesn't want to fire Fred Hoiberg. I mean, the last thing he wants to do is drop another $11 million on a buyout and go hire another new coach after going through all this with the football program. So as long as Fred doesn't give Trev a reason to fire him, he's going to be here. And so far, uh, he has done nothing to warrant uh, uh, Trev even having to think about that right now. So, you know, if they keep it par for the course, he will certainly be back next week. Again, we got Robin Washington, com. Robin, I do want to go to the Queens game and uh, whatever, the ballot, the vault. Um, it's an interesting thing, obviously. Um, in your opinion, obviously, Nebraska needs a game during that time because – they're going to turn back around on the 29th and have to play Iowa. Um, do you see this game? Uh, I mean, I think it'll help just based on probably getting the legs, keeping them fresh, and maybe getting some minutes for some kids that maybe not play. If if it goes the way Nebraska should play and, and win that game, or do you think it um, it hurts? Um, it's no different than any other team. I mean, they're by games or by games. Um, you know, I think right now it's actually a quad three game. <laughs> At oh, least geez. last I checked uh, with the net rankings yesterday. So, I mean, it's not going to hurt them. I mean, they, every, every team plays games like this. I think Creighton plays like D3 schools. And so, like, you know, it's like it is what it is. I think the biggest complaint about it is it's not part of the season ticket package. But mm-hmm. my theory on that is that they wanted to do something to for like a trial run to sell alcohol at PBA. But then, like with the way how quickly the process happened of the university uh, approving alcohol sales, it kind of lost all the need for that game. So I think going into it, that was like the idea. They're going to have a third-party entity put it on so Nebraska doesn't have any liability, and they could try out selling beer at a Nebraska home game. Well, turns out they don't need it, and now they're left with this just really weird game. But I will say uh, – you know, there's really not much else going on uh, as far as basketball is concerned around here. So you get, uh, you know, uh, one ticket gets you three games. And, yeah, the first game's uh, State College with Concordia. Uh, but Drake-Mississippi State 
is actually kind of an intriguing game. And then you can follow that up with a Nebraska home game, like pretty good bang for your buck there. Um, you know, and <laughs> make it, make a day of it down at PBA. So <laughs> you're selling uh, I'm I'm I love that you're I'm selling to, it. I'm trying to get the, the bright side of it. Cause otherwise it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but if you're going to go, you know, that, that Drake Mississippi state game was really weird, but um, you know, Tucker DeVries could be, potentially be an NBA player. Mississippi State's a borderline top 25 team right now. So, um, you know, if you're just a basketball fan, want to see two good teams play each other, uh, you can check that out. And then, in theory, watch Nebraska uh, <laughs> cruise to a win going into the holiday. You hear him kind of laughing. I know, he's trying to. I love it. I want to know how much they're paying him to say that. Oh, so they're I not. wish. I wish. You need to be paying me. <laughs> I mean, right I now, this thing more than I ever thought I would. So. I love it. I love it. They're really trying. I mean, I hope people do go to this because it is a good showcase for some basketball teams out there. Uh, but the Bout the Vault, their Twitter site, they just had, uh, I think Derek Walker was on there. Like, come out, please. <laughs> with, with, a real, with a real impassioned speech. Yeah, right? it's like he's <laughs> super jacked up to play Queens. <laughs> yeah, I think he called him Queens College, too. That was Queens. the best part. Perfect. Perfect. He'll put that on the, I mean, they'll put that on the board, Queens College. Yes, out, of Queens, out of Queens, New York. <laughs> Robin, uh, Matt Roll, he is he is traveling around. He's uh, he's seeing some kids. We're getting some commits. Uh, what what all do you think uh, Matt Roll is trying to get done right now? Besides, you know, recruiting. Uh, do you know is anybody else out on the road right now? I mean, I think all the active or I guess confirmed coaches are out and about doing stuff. Um, and obviously, this last weekend was a big. Official visit weekend, the first weekend that recruits could come, um, you know, to campus and take officials. So the most of the staff was here all last weekend. But yeah, they're all out and about checking in. They scoured the state right out of the gates to visit all the um, in-state commits and recruits, which you know kind of confirms that um, they're making local kids a priority, which is good. Um, and then now I think rules out east right now he's in philadelphia area uh, probably gonna hit new jersey as well um you know cause he's got strong connections out there so you know right right now it's just kind of a mad scramble um to where they're still trying to complete their coaching staff uh you know and they're still trying to see what their their roster situation is going to look like while also trying to recruit uh the transfer portal and get things rolling with future high school recruiting classes so uh, there's a lot on these guys' plates. Um, I don't know how much they've actually slept over the last couple of weeks, but um, they've hit the ground running, and we'll see what kind of return they get on that. But last weekend was a big deal. I think that 18 visitors mm-hmm. on campus, um, and so I think they've already gotten a couple commits out of that. So uh, off to a, a pretty good start, but still a lot of work to be done. Yep, another Moss week. It looks like wherever Dolphin County is, is that what it's in? That's where he's at, wherever that is. Mm-hmm. Dolphin. Yeah, I haven't looked that up yet. D-A-U. I'm guessing it's in the Northeast. Just Philly, it looked, it what do did, I know? It looked like the Northeast the way the picture was. I take that for what it is. Okay, take that for what it is. Uh, Robin, one last one. Uh, we're coming up in the crunch time of fantasy football, my friend. Right we now, are. it's a big week's coming up. Right now, I need a win, and you can. I mean, you do. Like you've you shut do. the you're, door. You're... Like you've shut the door, haven't you? Uh, not officially, but yes. This week, you'll shut the door. You could well, shut it yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah. This, this is this is the nail in the coffin week for me. I'm, I'm trying not to overthink my team this week. Well, you know, who do you have? I'm playing. Pretty, 
Uh, oh. I, what am I playing? What's his name? Jerome? Yeah, hey, that's a big one. Because it's a big one for me, man. I'm trying to trade with that guy. So if you could officially eliminate him, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I got a big I keep. I'm overthinking this. I've been looking at it like, oh, look at that matchup, that matchup. And I think at the end of the day, you just put your best players in and let's see what happens. Look, just call up Nick. He'll tell you everything you need to do, he and was, uh, you'll be just fine. Yeah, like I said, I'll put my best players in and see what happens. That's all you can do. He was all here, you can do. He was sitting here this morning. Of course he was. <laughs> I always, we always, I guess we can always look forward to the Monday morning breakdowns of playoffs and points. Yeah, I mean, but guys like that are essential for every fantasy football league. The guy just cares so much. He does. Even though his season ended a long time ago, he's still breaking down playoff scenarios and um, you know potential clinch seeding, stuff like that. So I love it. I, yeah, I love I that. Nick I need that because I don't have that capability. Exactly. By the way. Saves so, me a lot of work. Yeah. All right, Robin, man, we appreciate your time, man. Maybe I'll uh, see you later today or something. Sounds good. Talk, right, to you later. talk to you soon. Robin Wash it right there. Hustlerline.com. Man, that's great stuff. Great basketball stuff, man. The Queens thing just makes me laugh, by the way. I don't know why. I mean, no. it's just weird that but when you hear Queens, you automatically think New York. Yeah, but you can't like I agree with what Robin said. Like these buy games, you can't go in. There's been so many buy games, I got my air quotes up, that teams have lost this year that you gotta go into it with a, you know, complete focus. Yeah. Because you could slip up. Definitely. And then, like, seasons get ruined that way. Especially a team like Nebraska, right? You're trying to stack as many the quad wands and things like that that you can throughout a season to make the resume look better. I'm not, and I'm not predicting an NCAA tournament bid. Let's just write no, yeah, maybe an that's... NIT, right? Things like that as you're marching. You could not afford to, like, have a quad three loss or something like that. Yeah, you're right. So, All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little Trav Albert. 